talk a little loud today. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we need to really there, use our voices. We really need yeah. to use our voices, <laughs> activate. There we go. This is going to be the time. Yeah, we're going to practice taking up space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Practice owning our voice. Because we're both so chill and we're like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But now we're going to practice really getting loud. Because look wow. at how much better Those that is. Vol- that's spiking through the roof. Okay, maybe Honestly, not Honestly, we do talk pretty chill. We're both, we have the same thing. We're like, yeah, dude, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, just kind of like, not like monotone, but I know that I, I just have like a certain cadence that I speak at, you know? That's true. And I think that's part of... We were talking yesterday about loving Christy's energy, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of it is her voice just naturally takes up so much space, yeah, and she really uses it to the full capacity, so this will be great practice for us to do that. See, look how much quieter we got when yeah. we were talking Damn. normally. Okay, fuck. Okay. Once the matcha hits, I'm sure we'll be talking Yeah, we're about like, ah, la, 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 la. We're screaming. I'll see your intro is so cute. Thanks, fam. It's kind of like, let's just roll with it and see what unfolds. Let's do it. Okay. But first, to go back to answer your question really quick about the bakery. Yeah. I think I told you this already, but you know how for the longest time, everyone kept referring to Cake Bay as a business? Mm-hmm. And then I would dial back and be like, no, it's not a business. It's just for fun. Mm-hmm. And then like two, three weeks ago, I finally accepted that I would like it to make money mm-hmm. and yeah. I would like it to expand and grow. And then, boom, universe is like, here, take these orders. Yeah. So now we're rolling with it. It's cute because I told you that my dream in high school was to have a cupcake bakery. Mm. And now I feel like I'm vicariously living that through you. Carrying out the dream. Yeah, I'm like, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one with the skill sets. You got it. You have the vision, though, and such an eye for design. I feel like I need lessons but from how you on cute how to would design it be things. If you had a real cafe where like people meet up with their friends, you know? Yeah. That'd be so cute. That's a big vision. Yeah. Big vision. Yeah. That's major But vision. you just know you're connected to the right people. This is true. I used to never let me let myself think of it to that that far, that degree, but yeah. That'd yeah. be the ultimate. Like I that was my dream as a kid too, was to own uh, own a restaurant. Really? Cafe, bakery. Shut up. How cute. Like, I just picture going to meet my girlfriends for a slice of cake. How cute is that? That is cute. That's super... It's, like, what you're all about, too. Yeah. You know? And then you have some dank coffee and matcha. I combined that into a word. Coffee and matcha. And it's, like, this cute little cafe space. How fucking cute. We're tabbing this for later. This can be this our next... This is recorded. <laughs> what is today? February 9th at 11, 16 a.m., Cake Bay Cafe was birthed. Cake Bay Cafe. How cute is that? Okay, we're going off course, but yeah. <laughs> we'll talk. This will be our next uh, one-on-one call okay. chat. Now that I'm completely shifting gears to all my so things. so excited. It happens to everyone. Christy's like, so came in with the coaching program. I got to do something else. I was like, I know. It's fine. <laughs> and like, that's how it happens. We have to yeah. follow. We test things out. See what sticks. Trial and error. Yes. What do you feel like was your trial and error aspect because you've been into coaching for a long time but did you ever dabble in other things and then course direct and be like no this is where I'm actually wanting to go yes um I dabbled in mostly different types of coaching Mm. so it was like helping people with their emotional processing or helping people strictly on business strategy and then how I came to this is I was like I love both I love business strategy and I love um 
helping people navigate the emotions of entrepreneurship because that was so much of my journey. But I also tried doing interior design last year for someone and my friend like legit paid me to do it. And then I failed, which is hilarious. Um, and I have tried so many other things in my life. It was just like, try, 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 see what works. But before I found coaching, I was like really in a trial phase. I was a Reiki master. People don't know this about me. That's right. I, um, how long were you a Reiki master? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I ever really did it. So you got certified. But it. I'm certified. I can, I mean, you, you got your feelers. You're so like energetically tapped in and tuned in. So well, it's cool because the experimentation phase is so big because that's where like everything comes together. But people don't want to allow themselves to experiment. But what I'm doing now is the culmination of everything I've ever done. And now I have this tool belt where if I need to tap into someone's energy, we can go there. If I need to tap into someone's business, we can go there. Or their emotions. And that's why I love the work that I do now so much. You're very full range. And it not only benefits you, but everyone that you work with, your friends, etc. So it's a good gift to have. I wanted to ask you. Wait, are we starting our podcast? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we're rolling. (laughs) (laughs) We're rolling. Okay. Hi, everyone. I like to go right from, like, casual into some sort of a question, and then we dive right into things. That's so cute. Okay, perfect. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. We are sitting in your kitchen, drinking our matchas that you made for us, talking life things, business things, podcast things. Which is perfect, because it's so authentic to who we are as friends. A thousand percent. So we can do it all. Yes. (laughs) But I really wanted to have you on the podcast because, I mean, we've been friends for probably six months now. Crazy. I've been in your coaching programs for probably four months now, and you've just shifted so much in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just, you have, it's like every time I am with you, whether it's friend hangs, in the coaching container, texting, any bit of contact I have with you. You just are always either bringing like joy, fun, adventure into my life or just these like golden nuggets of wisdom that just always leave me thinking, I'm so grateful (laughs) for Alex in my life. Um, But yeah, and I really wanted to just chat today about some of the processes that you've helped me work through in the past few months, but then also just your personality and who you are like behind it all. Because I think that's such a like big part of it too, so... I wanted to start out with your Instagram handle mm. is Alex Unfolding. Yes. And for the longest time, that's what I referred to you as. <laughs> and I'd, I'd see Claire and be like, you know that Alex Unfolding girl? <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, oh, she has an actual last name. Mm-hmm. But where did Unfolding come from? How did that come into the mix with your IG handle? And why have you kept it that way? So speaking of experimentation, I wanted to start a blog and just write and have somewhere for my thoughts and I was on a walk one day and I was thinking about how we're constantly continuously unfolding into new versions of ourselves and something that was kind of a marker of people that I really resonated with and as I was learning about myself was that we're people who are constantly changing even since I first met you, right? We've gone through so many iterations of ourselves. And so 
when I named myself Alex Unfolding, it was because I wanted to give myself space to change always and Mm. to constantly get to know every version of myself without having to put myself in a box. Oof. I love that. Yeah. And it is especially neat. I mean, even the fact that it's like an Instagram bio or an Instagram handle because that's such a like small minute way but it's one of the like labels we kind of put on ourselves right Mm -hmm. and I've seen and I've personally have changed my handle so many times Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people change it and so to have it be such a timeless piece yeah literally always be that way yeah because it's so easy to be like this is who I am and then to have this kind of existential crisis when we don't give ourselves space to change our idea of who we used to be Mm -hmm. and so for me, that's also the space that I want to hold for people in my life is that you are also Emily unfolding. <laughs> You're allowed to continuously unfold into new iterations of yourself too. And I want to give you space for that as well. What version of Alex do you feel like you're unfolding in this season of life? Oh, that's such a sweet question. I feel like this version of me is the integration of so many different versions of me that I've been where... I really swung to extremes in previous seasons of my life where I was nomadic and free-spirited and had no schedule or structure to being this businesswoman entrepreneur working 50 hours a week and only being structured and kind of rigid. And now I feel like I'm learning the intersection of being in my joy and kind of being this serial hobbyist (laughs) where I like painting and making sourdough and trying to make paper out of egg cartons or whatever. We will do that. Yes. <laughs> and then also having my business where I get to help people like you to step into your purpose and create because it's, it's all creativity. So I feel like this version of me is the artist that I've always wanted to be. And even in my work, it feels like art because I believe that the people who work with me are coming to me with these creations that they want to birth and it's your art to the world so I feel like there's this kind of, yeah, creative but also really grounded version of myself where I'm genuinely loving being a homemaker and just being in my house and caring for people and nurturing people. So that's what feels alive for me right now. What about you? Well, first I want to say when I was reflecting just on you and our relationship and what I wanted to talk about today, for some reason I just kept thinking like creativity, creation, and all the things you create and all the ways you've inspired me in that way too from your painting to the kitchen to your piano you know and the keys Mm -hmm. and singing and I just before I guess I hadn't realized how much I correlate you with like that creative creation energy and so it was really sweet that you also like feel like you're in that season right now too I love that and yeah for a long time I never viewed myself as an artist because I thought I had to be a certain type of artist Mm -hmm. that I was like no all of life is art and that feels like it's playing itself out in every aspect of my (laughs) life right now (laughs) opportunity after opportunity to create Mm -hmm. so what about you who are you unfolding into in this season I feel similarly that the like creative side of me is really coming out and that's in thanks to just you a few books I've been reading like other people I've met in the past few months that have helped me redefine like what it can mean to be a creative right Mm -hmm. and knowing that feeling as though I didn't fit into any of the stereotypical boxes of like 
um, painter, singer, XYZ, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then just really coming to own my creation process through Cake Bay and mm-hmm. my Instagram posts and podcasts and stuff like that. So I feel like in this season, I'm really unfolding into a, one of the most creative versions of me I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the most, I'd say maybe like courageous and curious versions of me too. Mm-hmm. Feels like a lot of the energy for this year moving forward. I have a lot of curiosity about curiosity about what's to come and what I can do. And I'm just feeling a lot of like courage to just go out there and fucking do it. And You're just doing start it and too. do things. Yes. So yeah, it feels like a very let's keep it I love my C words, so courageous, curious, <laughs> and creative season version I'm unfolding into. Mm. It's yeah. super cool because we have a relationship. I know you're really walking that talk. You are being courageous and you are bringing your creative acts into the world. And it's so fun to be a part of and see. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of it's thanks to, I feel like you said earlier, you bring your art into your work too. And you're working, right? So we're friends and then I work within your like program too. And there's just this like, reminder and element of like the creation and the play and the fun energy Mm. and I've always been very like straight a Capricorn like work Mm -hmm. is work get it done you know like burnout just like to the extremes and learning to incorporate a bit more of this like fun creative playful like even aspects of rest into my work Mm -hmm. has been so beneficial so as someone you said this earlier too you've been to both extremes you've been nomadic and flowy and you've been 50 hour plus work weeks to the extreme how do you balance between the play fun energy with work and getting stuff done because I know you do both Mm -hmm. and from the outside it seems like you carry both so well so like what's your relationship with those and how do you find a flow between them Mm, that is a great question fantastic so the first thing I want to say that's coming up for me is in the coaching space or in the personal development space, there's so much conversation around healing. And it started not to resonate with me because I was like, when is it ever enough? And I feel like I'm constantly seeking to try to strive and fix something. And so in the last year or two, I've really been contemplating why I do what I do. And I realized that it's not necessarily to heal, although healing can be a natural organic byproduct. Why I do what I do is because it is genuinely, and you know this because you know me, the most fun way to spend my time. And it brings me so much joy. And I was like, why don't we bring our dreams to life as an act of play and creativity and fun because it sounds like the most interesting way that we could spend our human experience. And so when I started to connect with that, it made my whole perspective around work and resistance change as well. Because I approach even resistance with fun and play of like, okay, there's a part of me that doesn't want to sit down Mm. and work, but here we go. Like, this is natural. And if you read any book on creativity, The Artist's Way, The Creative Act, um, The War of Art, it all talks about resistance and how common it is for that to show up. And so the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people have a hard time discerning what the resistance means when it comes to work, right? Like, I don't know if you ever have this, but maybe there's sometimes where you don't feel like baking, but someone put in an order and you have to bake. (laughs) Or I don't feel like getting on a coaching call, but I 
said that I was going to deliver this experience, so I'm going to lean into it. And I just have found that the more I lean into my resistance and the more I even have fun with it and just acknowledge that it's there, the easier it is for me to do the things that I need to do. And so, um, or part of that has also looked like not overscheduling myself and being realistic about how I can simplify my business to do the things that I need to do. Mm. And then how to incorporate more fun into the process of building my business. So for me, there's so many, so many different rabbit holes we could go down, but I'm such a relationship person. And so when I made my business about building relationships with people that were genuine, whether they became a client of mine or not, then everything got better. So for me, it was just like, how can I infuse what I love into the things that I resist? And now, honestly, there are times where I think, oh, I don't want to sit down and write this copy or, oh, I don't want to post on Instagram, whatever it might be, because that's usually the task that I resist the most. Um, And then I just think about all the people that I get to connect with and all the relationships that I get to build because I do that. And then it's so easy to move through the resistance. So that's kind of been how I've been dancing with it recently. Okay. So versus, so instead of letting the resistance just be like, I don't want to do this and like focusing on literally focusing on the resistance and the fact of what you don't want to do Mm -hmm. you're sort of like tapping back into why you're doing it Mm -hmm. which the ultimate why is like what you love and it's connecting with people building relationships fostering those types of connections exactly and then on top of that you know when it comes to scheduling when I make my business my everything it's actually unhealthy it's not it and so for me a part of being this serial hobbyist as I'm calling it where I am doing all these other things has been taking the pressure valve off of my business because for me having uh, relationships with people, going on walks, spending time with my partner, um, doing things that I love all feeds into my dream and it's a key part of me feeling fulfilled in my life to want to show up to work every day. So I feel like not making it my everything and to actually scheduling balance in my life has helped exponentially and really taking good care of myself too yeah which then allows you to like actually show up for the work and the people in it and everything that goes through it Mm -hmm. I'm curious though you just mentioned there it's what allows you to pursue and follow your dream how would you define your dream and if that's changing or if that shifts whatever it is like right now what is that dream that you're sort of like building towards or living currently or just like have in your field Mm. my dream has changed a lot so this is a perfect example of unfolding because i started coaching when i was 20 or 21 and i'm 27 now so i've been in the industry for a while um and in my time I was fed all these stories of what I thought I should want. At first it was 10K months, and then now it's uh, half a million a year. Then it's like having a multi-million dollar business where I can scale myself out of my job and do whatever I want, and that's freedom. But to me, I actually love my job. And so the thought of scaling myself out of my job is not exciting because (laughs) if I had to do all of the business stuff and not be able to connect with people and help people, then I wouldn't love my work as much as I love it. And so I had an honest conversation with myself of what is my actual dream. And there's so many shoulds. And honestly, what I'm doing now is my dream. Like 
having amazing relationships with my friends, having an amazing relationship with my boyfriend and partner, like preparing and making moves to build a family someday at some point, having doing work that's really fulfilling to me of helping people live out their dreams. I mean, that is being able to be creative, have spaciousness in my schedule, being really healthy, seeing my family. I mean, that's it for me. Traveling, I'm doing it. And I think that really landed for me because it's so easy to want to strive to the next thing. And as an ambitious woman, I feel that all the time. And this year, I finally made the shift of, am I doing enough to being like, I'm doing everything that I want. And it could make me cry because sometimes we achieve the dream and we don't even realize that we're achieving the dream. And I'm sure you have this in your life too, but there's like a past version of me that all she wanted was what I have now. It's like, I have everything I've ever wanted. And I could just let that slip by so easily because I'm focused on this vanity metric Mm -hmm. or I can really receive it. And when I was journaling last week, I I realized that I'm going to look back on this time of my life and be so grateful for how present I was and how aware I've been that this is has been my dream all along because I'm truly living it. Mm. Oh, I love that. And it's such a great reminder because as you said, I mean, me listening to you share that and I know so many people listening to that might be having the realization of just how many times before they've done that or perhaps how they're doing that right now where Mm -hmm. we get so caught up on what the quote-unquote dream should be that it should be this number or this marker or this thing and then we're not a enjoying the journey to it and b even fully realizing and being present when our actual dream comes to fruition i know because it's like (laughs) yes dreams always change but like just because you've now hit 5k months and then now the goal is 10k can you like celebrate and acknowledge the fact that this was your dream before and like Mm -hmm. you're now living it it's so cool I mean what is a way right now that you're living your dream that you once dreamed it's so many I mean the fact that I am sitting here in a kitchen with such a like close best friend of mine recording a podcast on a Friday afternoon after I'm baking cakes working completely on my own schedule in a house I love like you like you said talking through just the simple moments of your day and like your current life that for me is also like what my dream was and still is lately I've just been so like you mentioned sort of caught up in the the metrics and the markers of like just not fully appreciating what I have and what I've created because it's just like on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And so I think when you said it in the beginning, even like reconnecting to your why, mm-hmm. I've been doing that a lot more lately of like, why did I want to create, like go fully on my own as a freelance independent contractor to have flexibility in my schedule and create my own schedule and do all these things and like us sitting here right now is like prime example of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and why did I want to move into a new house to feel safe and secure and have extra space and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Hey, now I have that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, similar. There's so many ways I'm living the dream now and I've just needed that. Yeah. And think of of the version of you who's a server, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think of the version of me working 40 hours a week at Starbucks in Portland, Oregon when I was 18 years old. And I'm like, wow wow this is it this is it and it's right under our nose yeah 
big upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when we allow ourselves to be actually grateful for what we have, whatever we build after this comes from a place of overflow and not scarcity. And that's such a powerful place to create from. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, when I was asking you earlier, even about the play work balance thing, mm-hmm. one of the points I'd been going to make was that oftentimes I think people get so wrapped up in the constant workflow because there is a scarcity mindset, right? Of mm-hmm. like, I have to be working all the time to like make this amount of money or to make the change. And if I don't do it, nothing will happen, etc. And so being able to find the flow between work and play really does strengthen, I think, kind of depend on shifting from that scarcity mindset to a bit more of like the faith and belief aspect. Mm-hmm. And I always love when you and I talk about unforeseen opportunities and just Mm-hmm. how much of all of this comes down to like faith and trust and just I don't it's sort of surrendering to like the flow of things mm-hmm. and that's also I don't know if it's because I'm like a double Gemini and I have seven Geminis <laughs> in my chart or what it is but I really do believe that there is something beautiful that happens when we dance with dichotomies so having a strategy in place which you know I love Mm -hmm. and you love too (laughs) and surrendering because there are so many things that I look back and I'm like wow had no idea that was gonna happen yet that's also what makes it so fun how fun are unseen opportunities (laughs) Mm -hmm. the best so what are some that have come your way recently I mean all the cake orders Mm -hmm. like I just wasn't even trying Mm -hmm. I was just sharing you know what I was creating and then people would order from those so I would say those and then I think there's been like little seeds sprinkled in of like potential opportunities to come you know Mm -hmm. and just seeing those even sort of like come into my field has been interesting but yeah I think just overall seeing things pop up with like cake business stuff so It's so fun because, again, you have a strategy. You're taking the actions that you need to take, and then you're just open. Like, okay, God, universe, show me where my next steps are and show me what you want me to do. And it's insane what happens when we let go and do that. It's so fun. Do you have an example you can share? Well, you know, I think of even when I met you. Can I share our story? Yeah. (laughs) Our story. It's funny. I love story. It's so sweet. (laughs) And I want to share this because there's a lot of people who come to me and they're like, I only, like, I have to be on Instagram all the time in order to grow my dream. And I don't believe in that. I believe that when we are walking in alignment and we're taking the action steps that so many doorways can open that we can't even predict. And so one day I was going to therapy and I had an amazing session and so much so that we went over And when I opened the door, Emily was standing outside. (laughs) And we had been trying to get together for months, Months, right? Yeah. Um, And so I was like, hey, are you doing anything tonight? Because I'm free. You want to go for a walk? And then we ended up going on this walk. And it was so easy and so natural, so effortless to connect. And I had no thoughts of, oh, Emily's going to become my client. I was just like, I love her. (laughs) And then you shared with me what you were struggling with. And I said, that's exactly what I help people do. So here's the information if you want it. Super nonchalant, kind of casual. Then you decided to do it. And the reason I think that's really powerful is because, you know, I was just living my life, just doing what I needed to do for myself. And boom this potential came for both of us to collaborate because that's how I look at our work it's like we're collaborating on your dream 
I'm using my gifts and skill sets to help you amplify yours. And it's really beautiful. And that was just an example of something that I couldn't have predicted. And now to see how you've been such a pillar in my life and my work and my friendships over the past (laughs) six months is so cool. Like you brought so many other people that I love into my world too. And you have just been this person who we've really done a great job balancing our collaboration work through coaching and business ideation, all that and friendship. And it's really sweet to me. And that was something I didn't see coming, but I'm so grateful that I was just open to it. Thousand percent. And that therapy session, that entire day was just so magical and special. Like the fact that we ran into each other and then our walks and, and it was interesting because I, I had known that you did, I knew you had your programs and I knew it was about, you know, like pursuing your dreams and whatnot. But then it was when we were walking and like you said, you weren't nudging or pushing or really like I was asking questions. I was like, wait, so how does this work? And what do you mean X, Y, Z? You know, I was really curious about it. And so I wanted like full information and just talking. And I actually want to bring this up because it's another question I wanted to ask you, but I just remember leaving our walk feeling equally parts inspired by our conversation around dreams and all of that and equal parts like almost sadness Mm -hmm. and it was the sadness of realizing like how many times I had talked through these dreams with people before and never did anything and that's like the entire essence of what you do I feel is that you are helping people finally like break the cycle and take action at least you're providing like the tools the resources the support you're setting them up ultimately it's a personal decision right but you were just you were that catalyst I needed Mm. to finally like take action and do the things I've always wanted to do or know I could do and so yeah that conversation just like shifted everything for me and then it's only unfolded more and more as Mm -hmm. we've become closer but I did want to ask you that is the cycle that so many of us find us in where Mm. find ourselves in where we have the dream maybe we even start taking action on it or you know we take action step here action step there and then we ultimately stop or we revert or we just like give up on it entirely Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know you're like in your 40s and you haven't pursued any of these things right yes so how does that come into like what you do and support people with how do we break that cycle if someone's listening to this and thinking, yes, that's me, that mm-hmm. has been me, it's always been me, how do we make a change from that? Oh, that instantly makes me cry <laughs> because <laughs> it's like the core essence of why I do what I do. And uh, so I'm just going to let my emotions be present for yes. this one. But when I was talking to you, I think of so many people out there who are so talented and so gifted and just like have these beautiful visions and it can be these huge visions of speaking on stages with thousands of people or it can be like these like humble visions too and like we're just so scared and it's such an illusion it's such an illusion and we have this thing of like who am I to do this or um there are already other people in my industry doing it why should I or um I'm not capable of actually doing this or worthy because I have said I was going to do it and I didn't do anything before. And my truth around this is that this is your life we're talking about and people don't realize what a big deal that is. 
because we were really gifted one life and this makes me cry every time but i just believe that being human is the most precious gift we were ever given and then we let these stupid fears of what fucking bobby from high school is gonna think of us when we post about our offer or you know what our parents are gonna think or whatever and we just let all that stuff get in the way of us living and so when i was talking to you i remember having this feeling of like oh i wish she could see herself and i feel like that's why god put me on earth was so that i could help people see themselves and help people create and not to get super spiritual about it but also to do it you know there's this bible verse that we're made in the image and likeliness of god and if you take the word God and make it synonymous with the creator that means we also yield that same power to create because we were made in the image and likeliness of the creator and when we're not creating I truly believe that's the source of depression I truly believe that's why we're anxious because you know that there is more for your life and you know that you're capable of doing so much more and you're letting this stupid shit get in your way and so That's why I want to make it easy for people to break through the cycle and say, okay, this is your dream. If you're ready to do it and you want support, I got you. Like, let's make it easy. Let's make it simple. Let's make it fun. And let's help you get out of your way so you could actually live and do what you want to do because it seems like the most meaningful way to spend your time here on earth. I love you. (laughs) Now I have tears. Yeah, I mean, I had never thought of dreams, creativity, any of this in this way until I started chatting about it with you, until I started having books find their way into my life, (laughs) and you're reading the passages, and you're like, fuck, this is what's been like, I know this is truth, and it's just like accepting that, and I completely agree. I mean, we're all creation, and so it only makes sense that we then are to create. Mm -hmm. And when you're not creating, you're literally just, like, denying your born Mm -hmm. gifts and your born essence. And it's like, we're, yeah. And I will say, I have, I went into all of this work. And I'm just bringing it back to, like, my personal experience. But I went into all of this with you thinking, like, okay, how am I going to make something of this Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the creative way but how is this going to be my next business endeavor right Mm -hmm. and how will this become my new job and my new work my new money and a couple weeks ago somebody asked me like how it was going and asked you know like kind of alluding to it being what's the business that I'm building from this Mm -hmm. and my answer was just like honestly right now I'm just creating and I fucking love it like I Mm -hmm. have never felt more alive since allowing myself to create in all these different ways and part of that has also been like you said like you have helped me see myself in a whole new light Mm -hmm. and also like through the act of creating I'm seeing myself in a whole new light too and so it's this beautiful just like flow and experience of I'm ultimately like creating for others but I'm also creating for myself because it just pays back on my own self like 10 times fold but I, yeah, I just can't say enough to that, and yeah. It's funny, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> is everything. you're just so gold with that entire, like, segment. <laughs> I'm still, like, taking it in. <laughs> I mean, everything you said was so beautiful, too, because it's, 
I love what you said. People come to me thinking that they're going to get one thing out of the coaching and then they get a lot more that's way deeper Mm -hmm. than just how much money do you make in your business this month? Because ultimately, to me, when you're doing what you love, that's a byproduct, the money. It's great. It's super nice to get paid to be supported to do what you love. And again, there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money or anything. And it's so powerful when you realize that this is the creative act of your life. And I'm totally quoting Rick Rubin in that. If you haven't read The Creative Act, shameless plug. And it's really beautiful to see how much you have grown in the process of pursuing your dream. And that's why I share this all the time and you know this very well. My philosophy is not so much that the dream is just about the dream coming to fruition and serving all these people. It's also about who you become in the process. And I don't know about you, but this is totally true for me that my dream has helped me become the woman that I've always wanted to become in the world. Do you feel that? thousand percent. And I actually, I have a little story I'll share with that because um, last summer, 2023, I started having this, like doing this visualization exercise where I was envisioning like my highest self and the version of me I wanted to embody and become in like the months to come. And so I had this super specific visual of just like it's like hard for me to even explain but this version of me that was just like felt seen and supported by people and like not like I was on a stage getting attention but just like I was being noticed and people were like acknowledging my gifts and all these things and it just there's like this entire creation vision of who I was I couldn't see though at the time how I would ever become that version of me Mm. with the life I was living. Then a few months I start creating, I start making all of these shifts through like working with you and in personal stuff, right? Like I was doing a lot of other things too. And then on my birthday, right around my birthday this past January, it just hit me of like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm living the version and vision of me that I saw Mm -hmm. and I've become her because I've like allowed myself to fully step into creation. I fully have like from there built self-trust, which I wanted to talk to you about. Mm. I've built this like new appreciation for myself and self-worth and esteem. And it was just so cool to see that just as I'd been creating in all these other areas of my life, I had without knowing it, like essentially created the version of me I had wanted to be. And then I was like embodying her too. Oh, And I'm so glad you said this because so many people have the belief that I need to become that version before I take action. Mm. I need to become that version of me before I even start working on my dream. Yet, it was through working on your dream that you became her. And that's how it always is. Yeah, that's true. Most of the times we are like waiting to take the action for it. Mm -hmm. Like once I have more money, once I have more time, once I feel more confident in myself. No, it's the journey that's going to alchemize you into that version of yourself. Mm, I like that. Mm. Well, I wanted to ask you, going with the self-trust aspect, there's one post of yours in particular that I loved, and I wrote it down here, but Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you did one that said, every time you talk about your dream and don't do anything about it, you lose a little Mm self-trust. And I remember when I saw that post come up of yours, I felt this like little ping in my heart 
Because mm-hmm. I was like already in the program. I was doing things, but there were still a lot of things I wasn't following through on. I wasn't keeping the promise to myself of. And so if anyone hears that quote, that just like simple statement, and they're also feeling that, like why why is that the case? Like why are we not following through on the actions, taking the action steps? And like how can people begin to rebuild that self-trust and like take action on what they want to take action on? Mm. Such a good question again. Such a good podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to self-trust, the first thing I want you to know is that it can absolutely be rebuilt. I mean, you're experiencing that right now, right? You're following through on all these things. So there is naturally a deeper sense of trust. There are so many reasons why we don't follow through. And I can list off some of them. We either don't feel like we're worthy of what we actually desire or we're afraid of what people are going to think of us we're afraid of failing you know we're why even start when i'm just gonna not follow through again and what we do is we create these extremes i see this all the time and it's like okay i haven't followed through on my podcast yet so now by next Tuesday, you know, it's it's Monday, the day you're setting the goal, and you're like, by Tuesday, I'm going to have my new intro created, I'm going to have an outline of six episodes, and we start to create this unrealistic expectation of what we need to do in order to get back in alignment with our dream, and then we don't do it, and then it deters our self-trust again. So the way I tell people to rebuild self-trust is to start with an easy win, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to brush my teeth every day for seven days and just show yourself how you do show up for yourself. Or I'm going to do this one, you know, have this one vulnerable conversation this week and that's all I need to do to feel like, okay, I'm doing it. Because what happens is you see evidence of how you're saying you're going to do something and you're doing it and then you build that up and give yourself courage to do more. And I want to share a story on this because... There was a time uh, a year ago, actually, where I was really struggling with my self-trust and I went through a very, very big and challenging personal change in my life and I decided to run a marathon because I hated running and because running was the first place in a, like the first time in a really long time where I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. and where I was processing my emotions in what felt like a healthy way. But the biggest thing was that It's something I said I could never do. And I thought, if I learn how to run a marathon, if I do it, then I feel so in integrity with what I'm preaching because I'm scared. It's something that, again, I didn't even think was in the realm of possibilities for me. Just how we started this conversation, right? It's like you have a dream that you're like, is that even in the realm of possibility? And I knew that I was going to have to transform my habits, my beliefs, and so much about who I thought I was in order to do it. And the act of showing up and going on four runs a week helped me rebuild my self-trust. And when I did it, let me tell you, my confidence in myself increased so much. And I even saw it in the people in my life, in my community of like, hey, she told us she was going to do this thing and she did it. And... You know, that's because that's because I followed the method I just taught you of just choosing something, making it an easy win, even though that wasn't easy many times, um, and then to continue to follow through until I see it. And I think there's another really important aspect in that story, which is that I confided in people I felt safe with and said I was going to run a marathon. 
And there's something really powerful about community and support. And I didn't want to let those people down. And sometimes what also happens is that maybe you have a dream or you want to quit your job or you want to do something and you have been telling your friends about it for years and you've done nothing to the point where now talking to your friends feels a little bit confronting because you're like, oh my gosh, I still haven't done the thing. So if you want to start doing the thing, first off, maybe confide in a one or two people you feel safe with and share the journey that you're about to embark on and then create a super small micro win. Maybe it's make an Instagram with a new name of my my business or my offering or uh, bake my first cake to test out this idea or something super, super small. Show yourself that you can do it and then um, celebrate with the people in your life because I think people think that big dreams are created by big actions, but that's not true. Big dreams are created by little actions taken consistently over time. Same with change. I mean, it's not like you would ever expect yourself to completely change something overnight. It's through like the rebuilding and shifting and building the system of it. So the dreams are no different in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I do think I wanted to ask you this when it comes to sharing your dream or your goal or vision with people. Mm hmm. Where's the line between like sharing about it, kind of getting that dopamine high mm-hmm. and then not actually taking action versus sharing it with like the intention of wanting people to hold you accountable or using it as an accountability source or using it to like bounce ideas off of, of other people. So how can we be sort of mindful, I suppose, and aware of like, when we're just speaking it to speak and mm-hmm. getting that dopamine high of like, yeah, I'm going to do this and mm-hmm. this and this and then not doing anything versus sharing it with, yeah, I guess the intention of accountability or brainstorming session support, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Uh, the first is having some self-awareness and knowing who you are because I do think it's easy to talk about things and not do them. So I would also recommend for some people who you know you struggle with that to keep it a secret at first Hmm. and to have it be your little thing that you're working on on the side that no one needs to know. And that can also be a really, really powerful practice to be like, I'm going to be creating this thing behind the scenes and then I'm going to tell people when I get to this point or whatever, whenever it feels right. And so, um, yeah, I think it all comes down to rebuilding that self-trust and to also knowing who you're saying it to because another thing that I've done before that's actually really helped me is to set a consequence. If I Mm -hmm. don't do it, then what's something that I would absolutely hate doing? Say it's 12 degrees here. I would hate jumping into Barton Springs in the morning or I would hate to shave all my hair off. (laughs) And I create it to be something that's so extreme that I'm like, well, there's no way I'm going to do that. So I have to follow through. And sometimes that can be a really powerful thing to do. And then to have your friends keep you accountable for your word of, hey, you said you're going to shave all your hair off if you didn't post on Instagram three times this week and you didn't. So what are we like? We're doing it. And I have seen this in coaching containers where people do that and they will follow through on the consequence. And it is life changing because it's this testament to the fact that you didn't follow through with your word and it got intense enough for you to do something that will forever leave a footprint in your life in some way. I mean, 
oftentimes change action none of that's even taken or prompted until we're in such a painful point yeah we just can't take it anymore yes i think people most often relate and see that with health things yes where we'll just live with gut stuff hormone things whatever it is for the longest time until it gets so painful so obstructive to our life that it's like okay well i have no option like but to take action it can be a bit more tricky when it is this when it's a concept or an idea or something right that's not causing us maybe physical pain but if that if that mental emotional like soul pain can get deep enough we're just like fuck yeah i haven't done it or you incorporate a consequence that does affect the physical mm-hmm. great way to drive that lesson home and that message home of it's time to take action I love what you just said about that too because people do wait until it gets really bad. And what's interesting is I have this saying for my clients of life is good, yet you know it could be great. And what people do to try to trick themselves out of taking action is, well, I have so much to be grateful for. Like I should just be okay with what I have, yet your heart is calling you for more and your body is calling you for more. And the tension and the buildup gets so loud to the point where you're frustrated because you're not following through on your word. You're not taking action on your dream. And you know that the pain of regret is going to be so much greater because like that point when I cried, you will regret not living your life in a way that makes you feel alive and inspired. You will regret living in fear like that. I know it. I see it time and time again. I have my own versions of that. And so... Really, why would you wait until it gets so bad? If life really is good and you have a lot to be grateful for, then why don't you create from that place, from a place of overflow of like, oh, and I get to create even more for myself. I get to pursue my dream. And that can feel so much more empowering than thinking that you also have to like throw your life out the window and, you know, get rid of all these things that you do like. So, it doesn't mean you have to blow everything up in order to make change either. Oh, that's an important point. Yeah, because I think that's another thing when you see people talking about big dreams. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do this and I'm going to break up with this person that I don't like anymore. Okay, one second. Let's take some time to think about it. And, you know, that's why I developed the six-week program that I have too because I wanted people to have space to just explore their options around what they wanted to do without feeling like they needed to blow their whole life up like I was saying that's always been my tendency is I just go to extremes and I would be the type to blow everything up leave the job leave this and let's like fucking send it but then it was so reassuring when I first joined this six-week program to start to realize oh this is just complimentary it's all adding in like I I I actually enjoy the work I do for the most part and how can I create space to like add in cake baking on the side Mm -hmm. or to add in more podcast episodes or whatever it is. Yes. And that was such a relief for the first time to realize I didn't have to go by these like almost societal standards of you're either this or that and it's you have to leave it all behind in order to pursue that. It's like no you can actually have it all. You can have it. You can have it all. That's what? It. That's yes. It. I just I looked at her. I'm like, yes, that's it. What if I can have it all? What if it's not this or that? What if it's not stability or my dreams? What if you can have everything? You know, I have so many people come to me who hate their jobs and all of a sudden they're like, my job's not that bad because now I'm just doing more things that are fulfilling and that 
um, just really fill my cup and make me feel alive. So it can look however you want it to look. And if you get to a place where you can quit your job and go full time with your passion, amazing. There's no right or wrong. I'm just presenting other options because I don't feel like that option is considered okay mm. in the coaching industry. It's like, yeah, people really encourage you to take the leap and just trust that the net will appear. But I'm all about creating the net first before you jump. I love. Mm-hmm. And the option part, well, that's one of the last things I want to hit on because that changed my viewpoint and perspective on so much when you gently reminded me the one day that there's always more options. Yeah. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be option one or option two. Like I fail or I succeed. They agree or they don't agree. It's No, there's so many options, variations, varieties of like what could happen and what could unfold. And that has been such a relief to me as someone that can get very, like I said in the beginning, type A, high anxiety, high stress to remind myself when I feel myself like obsessing over it's this or that, it's like whatever, waiting for an answer, waiting for a reply, whatever it is, reminding myself that there's a third and a fourth and a fifth option and like creating what those options could be in my mind as well. Mm. Such a shift. Yes. And I feel like that option one and two mentality puts us in conflict because then we feel like oh my gosh I'm in prison to these choices Mm -hmm. and it's actually scarcity right and then we come back into quote abundance when we realize how many choices we have and it can either be really empowering for some or it can create even more decision paralysis for others yet at the same token I think what's really powerful is it does come back to the self-trust piece because you have to trust yourself to make powerful decisions in your life and trust yourself when you see all these different options and opportunities, what feels the most in alignment with you. And often when we're doing that, we have to unwind a lot of the things that we thought we should do. And I see that in my program a lot where people come to me with this idea of what it's going to look like and then it looks different. And there's always this tug of war because they're not giving themselves room to, for lack of a better word, unfold into something different than they expected. Yet when people just allow themselves to be with what is and what's the most exciting, what brings the most joy. I mean, you've had this with food, right? Yeah. Like I keep trying to run away from doing stuff with food and it keeps coming back. (laughs) And then it was like, I thought I wanted to go down this road, but maybe I don't. But I think the beauty in that is because you've given yourself space to try you no longer have this like what if in your head, right? Mm. It's like, oh, I actually got clarity because I gave myself permission to take action when people are trying to find clarity through their thoughts before they give themselves time to mess around. Snaps for that. (laughs) So much to talk about always. (laughs) If someone's listening to this and they're just having their mind blown open, they're like, wow, I never considered this. I can feel there's dreams, creativity, all these things like simmering beneath the surface and they're just curious to learn more have more of your wisdom delivered straight to them (laughs) where can they find you where can they connect and if you have anything exciting in the works feel free to share it cool so you can find me on instagram at alex.unfolding and i have a six-week program all about helping you discover your dream and that's for any of you where you have this feeling like there's more for your life, but you don't really know what path to go down or what option to choose. So that's giving you a safe place to organize your ideas and test some stuff out. And every single person who's gone through that has figured out what they want to do next. So there's that. 
And then if you're at that point where you're like, okay, I know what I want to do. I just really need support doing it. My whole jam is helping you create a strategy that works for you and your unique personality and your unique dream. So I'm not going to shove you into a cookie cutter process, but I personally help tailor the experience to make it work the best for you. Um, So yeah, if you're interested in any of those, you can just message me on Instagram and tell me you came from the podcast and share what resonated. And even if you don't want to go into that work together, just know that... um, I love hearing about people's dreams and there's nothing more that I enjoy than talking about this stuff so much so that I do it for free all the time. Oh, literally, we're every event, friend party, etc. we're at, if Alex has like a little bit of energy, she is over in the corner talking to somebody about their dreams and their <laughs> life and it is so cute and fun to watch. She's it's just true. sprinkling her it. magic everywhere. So. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. This is so special.